Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Do you think consent classes should be compulsory? Consent classes for freshers at third level will not yet be made mandatory despite an upsurge in sexual assault allegations among students. The new higher education minister, Simon Harris, has admitted that there's been an epidemic of sex cases and described consent classes as a very sensible idea. After a meeting with the National Advisory Committee on the issue, uh, Minister Harris told the Irish Independent, one of the things that was raised consistently was the issue of compulsory consent classes. He went on to say that he believes they should now form part of orientation for the new academic year and he's asked the NAC to come back to him with ideas of how best to do it. The data shows people who take the classes are more informed and are more aware of how to support and help their peers. Now there are many people who think that introducing consent classes at all is just a ludicrous idea at third level that it's too late. Crime figures in May of this year show that nearly one in five sexual offences in this country are carried out by children. According to a leading children's therapeutic service, harmful sexualised behaviour in children is increasing. It's very significant and a very disturbing problem. The Cary Foundation saying they'd 62 callers to its helpline reporting sexually harmful behaviour on children by children. Of those 39 cases carried out by children under the age of 12... 23 involving assailants aged 13 to 17. Uh, Patrick is on the line. Patrick, where do you stand on the issue of consent classes? I'm myself, I'm of the view that I think, you know, it's stable door, horses bolting if you are talking about it at third level. Hi, Carrie. Yeah, I would agree totally. I think a lot of responsibility has to be taken by parents themselves. You know, parents can't expect the schools to parent their children for them and they have to take action themselves with their own children. Right, but Patrick, many people are still very awkward around this. Many people themselves aren't very well informed. Many people have bias. And so we can't rely that a parent, even though they may feel they're doing the best for their child and they may want to actively educate them, you're going to have some who are just going to be far too awkward. They're not going to touch the subject at all. There's many people who still don't talk to their kids about the birds and the bees. And I'll call it that tritely because of the time of the day we're on. You know, so how can we trust them to, to if, if it's left to parents, then we're in the situation that we are now, because at the moment, technically, it's left to parents. Well, you'd probably be, probably uh, one way around it would be if there was a mandatory thing where parents had to do a particular, maybe two or three week course thing with their children and they had to fill out forms to say they completed this part and this section and that section, whatever, because if you're leaving it to teachers, uh, teachers are going to be getting so bogged down with all this and all the other work they have to do that something is going to suffer probably. But in many cases, those uh, that type of topic in school is done by outside experts who come in and do workshops and do classes over a period of weeks or over a period of months. It's not actually up to the to the to the class teacher. Well, I suppose yeah, but then you're going to have maybe government saying in because we're paying this extra money for this then. Maybe an SNA or something else has to be pulled back. So something is going to suffer, whichever way you look at it. It all comes back to money, I suppose, at the end of the day. Angela, where do you stand on this? Do you think we should be talking to our kids about consent in primary school? No, not in primary school. I think, you know, I think if anything, if you do, you know, kids are getting older, younger these days, if, if you understand what I'm saying. So I think by educating them in primary school with this, it'll be a hindrance. Um I think from maybe second year on, but to be very honest, I don't think schools should be doing it at all. 
But if, okay, well, we'll come back to that one in one second. But first on the age, I'm curious as to why you think second or third year, 39 of the offences that were flagged to carry last year were sexual offences carried out by children under the age of 12. Under the age of 12. Under, and, they, and this is this is on other children. Children are abusing other children. Yeah. I know, but I think when when that comes in, I I think a lot of that is more curiosity than anything. You know, I don't think it's it's a thing of consent. Okay, you know? so should we therefore not be teaching our children at a young age that this is actually a crime? You know, there's a curiosity I understand. You know what I mean? You have curiosity and you stick a finger into a, a, a beehive and you, cern- you soon learn. Curiosity, and I think, you know, kids have always played games and, you know, there is an element of that which is, which is curiosity and can be put down to that. But what yes. we seem to be talking about in this instance is actual sexual crimes being carried out by kids. So surely what we need to do is teach them at a very young age What's a good thing and what's a bad thing in the way that we teach them not to cross the road until the green man, uh, you know, is beeping? I suppose, I suppose when you put it that way, yeah, well, they should be taught about sex education. But definitely in college is way too late. Because if you don't know by the age that you are in college that it's wrong, well, then, you know, you need to see a psychologist more than a sex education. Well, you'd argue, you could argue that that's, you know, if, if, if you've been taught and you, you're still not clued up on it by third level. Fran uh, joins me. Fran, where do you stand on the issue of consent classes? Uh, ridiculous. ridiculous. Okay, from what perspective? Well, I mean, it's, let's say if I said to you, right, we're going to bring in a manners class in school. Yeah. Everybody knows, like, I mean, it's, uh, manners are being taught throughout the life. You shouldn't have any problem with it. The same with consent. Consent starts from the day you're born. You know, it's not something that you, you say, you just teach in school like a curriculum. You either have it or you haven't got it. We, as we know, with most of the cases, the likes of, you know, the rapes and attempts and all that, they don't care whether there's consent in the schools or not. They're not even looking for consent. Now, I know there's a wider issue of, you know, what is consent? Well, you know, when you when you take it that way. But I mean, if you expect people to be able to teach their own children good manners and bad manners, and a lot of parents do, and they do a very yeah, good job of it, a lot of parents fail. But well. a lot of parents fail dismally at it, and we have a lot of children that don't have any manners. So yeah. you, you, are, why, are why we, is are it? We going, are we going to teach manners in school? Are we going to have a class for manners in school? Might be no harm, Fran. No, I don't think so. Like, I mean, if you have to go to a stage where the school has to teach you manners, you shouldn't even be a parent at that stage. But I mean, school is, is, is the place of education. And in the same way that it's very important to learn how to read and learn how to do yes, maths and be, maybe learn how to do woodwork edu- or to cook. education, not life skills. Life skills you learn from the people around you. Well, maybe so, the education system should be more about important life skills. Okay, so we'll, we'll drop history, maths, religion and bring in all these other little subjects to, we say, uh, help the minority that has a problem with them. But the majority, in fact, everybody, the issue of consent and life skills in general and manners affects everybody, not a minority. 
It's got nothing to do with minorities. Why don't we drop the academic subjects and teach people how to behave correctly, talk correctly, you know, respect classes, you know... Are we going to but do you accept, Fran? Do you accept, Fran, that maybe sometimes we need to look at some of the things that we are teaching in schools and realise whether they're actually a relevant subject or not? I mean, by that rationale, we'd all be learning Latin still. Yes, but then it's also the teacher that's teaching the subject may not be the correct teacher teaching the subject. So we do know through our education system, you don't actually learn anything in school. School is a memory game. What you can remember on the day of the test. You don't learn anything. So does that not strengthen the argument that actually what's a part of what you should learn in school, I'm not saying you replace the traditional subjects by any means, but that part of what what is taught in schools are the really important things like life skills, like keeping yourself safe, like uh, knowing right and wrong, like knowing how to cook, like knowing how to take care of yourself. Well, even the third education, third year education. What Sir. I introduce at a, we say, junior infants. Yeah. You know, and then you're going to have, you're going to have to have the parents involved. Having a class like I mean, and teaching people consent. People are just going to laugh at it. Like I mean, the kids growing up, yeah, that doesn't look like. Do you think, is it, is it, is it an awkwardness thing, Fran? Is it an awkwardness thing? Do you just not think we should be talking to our kids about those kind of issues? No, you see, there's two different angles there. You're saying talking to your kids and the school talking to your kids. They're two, two separate different things. Yes, people should be talking to their children about respect, consent, and everything else that's connected with that. The school should not. Okay, so but what happens if you have? I mean, if if you know, you mentioned the teacher may not be the right teacher, but there will be training for teachers in this, and in many cases, issues around um, sexuality and relationships are actually now delivered in most of our primary schools in sort of fifth and sixth class. They're delivered by outside experts who come in. They're sanctioned by the Department of Education. They're uh, what they're what they're um, the information they're delivering to the children is approved by the Department of Education and the parents sign a consent form whether they want their children to be part of the class or they don't. And they have a right to opt their child in or out accordingly. But they're properly trained people. They're, they're health think, professionals I, generally. I Is not that not a more reliable source about such an important thing and such an important life skill? Should it not be delivered by people who are coming from an informed position and a neutral position rather than maybe a parent who has bias? Or a parent who's going to stick their head in the sand and go, do you know what, I'm not going to talk to my kids about that. Yeah, in relation to consent, because that's what the subject is about. Yeah. That should be installed in a child growing up. You shouldn't have to take a child separately like a man or a teen and then talk about it. Because if it's not done in the home, they've lost Because it doesn't make any difference what anybody is saying. Still, to be treated like another lost subject, Ah, this, today is content. Yeah, we can have a sleep, have a chat. You know, it's, it's not going to work. I would imagine it would be treated just as seriously as any other subject, Fran. Paul, I want to bring you in here. Where do you stand on this? Do you think this is definitely a job for parents and this should be dealt with in the home, whether or not that information is going to be reliable or even delivered at all? I kind of guess both sides of um, Oh, talk about sitting on the fence here. <laughs> Um, I, I'm of an, I'm of around the same age as yourself, Tara. Yeah. And I know in in my case, when it came to, as you said, the birds and the bees, my parents took their head in the sand. 
I found out about all that through friends. So if there had been a class at school, it would have made more. It would have made sense. But I think there, are, there. Unfortunately, there are some parents out there who, when it comes to those sort of things, some of them don't care. Some of them don't have the skills to teach their kids about it, and some just don't want it. They don't want to discuss it with their kids. They'd like prefer to bury their heads in the sand. I mean, look at look at society these days, and how many kids are out there causing havoc because the parents don't care. Or they have so, skills to care. I think you're less on the fence than you think you are. I think you yeah, do feel I, that this should be taught in schools. So now yeah, the question arises. The age then, like well, that, that's what I was going to get to. Now the question arises of what age? What is the right age? I would say six part in the first year. Okay, and because why do you... Age, because it's the age where most kids are starting to develop and puberty's kicking in. Um, I know you said some of the some of the cases were kids younger than that. And I just I just can't understand. I mean, that, again, they unlike us, they all now have access to anything they want, and it's in their hands. Absolutely, and they have it's, it, it's Paul. Scary. In most cases, they have it long before they get to fifth or sixth class. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Know, I mean, you make your communion now, you get a smartphone. In actual fact, I know five and six year olds that have smartphones. Uh, yeah, but unfortunately, I, I don't. I, I don't want to blame parents, but in a lot of things, it comes back to it. If you're willing to give your child something that gives them access to anything they want or anything they can stumble across, you have to take personal responsibility for that. And then again, some parents don't care. Fran, what do you, Fran, what do you think of Paul's point there? Yeah, Paul's point. Right, as far as I can see, there's two different points. We're talking about consent. Sexual education is a different point altogether. Sexual education, yes, sexual education should be taught at home and in schools. In schools, just to reaffirm it, but having one subject of consent, that's just... It's too too late. Yes, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I'm an older gentleman. I mean, air parents never uttered a word like I mean anything mm. Montelli which was anyway sort of you know raunchy that was like, get out get up get out we're not <laughs> talking about that you know but I understand that and I understand kids these days know a hell of a lot but like I mean we have two different subjects here teaching children about sex education and teaching children about consent but do they not go hand yeah, in hand they're... Fran do no, they not go hand in hand no you wouldn't you will, you will if you go through any classroom like I mean you'll have your extrovert and you'll have, have your your introvert your introvert will not want to know anything about sexual education but they may want to know about consent same with but your Fran, extrovert they like, won't the, care about anything but Fran if the only education that child is having is that that phone in their hand and what they're seeing on the internet that's not going to teach them about yeah, sex I, education or yeah. consent it's just no, going to give see, them a very negative view of what's going on in the world. There's two different, two different subjects here. There's consent and sexual education. As I said, I do agree sexual education should be taught. The basics of it should be taught in school. But having a class for consent, I think that's a waste what of money if, and ridiculous. What as I said, if the, if the parents of, of <clears> a child <throat> don't have the skills to teach them about consent or don't care, or just want to hide from it because they're afraid to talk to the child about it. Meanwhile, so, they still have a smartphone. Yeah, and meanwhile, they still have a smartphone in their pocket. Yeah, Linda, where, Linda, where do you stand on this? Stay with me, Paul. Where do you stand and, uh, on this, Linda? 
Well, basically, I, I, I think we do need consent. Um, basically, I work in a primary school. Uh, the sexual education program begins in junior infants. It's age appropriate, what you discuss from junior infants, and then it goes obviously into more detail okay. as they get older. Consent should start from an early age because mm. if you look at the news, you look at the media, you look at the sexual abuse of women, the abuse of men, everybody else, that has to start from an early age so that they understand what it is from the beginning. Because as you say, the older they get, the more access they have to stuff on the internet, their phones. If that's how they're learning, I don't have to have consent. I don't have to, to I'm allowed to touch a girl. I don't have to ask for consent if they're playing games, etc. You have to start from an early age. There's no point in saying it in fifth and sixth class. Most of them are more advanced than what we were when we were younger. So the younger they start, it's not going to be a problem. So by that rationale, Paul, you started off being a little on the fence here. Has anything that you've heard convinced you? I mean, you know, if if it's being done already in primary school, as Linda tells us, and it's being done in a very gently, gently way um, Mm. and age appropriate, you know, as Linda says, you know, you, you teach the instructionals, but then don't. Uh, teach anything in relation to if it's acceptable or not or what is acceptable or not? Well, I mean, from what Linda said, and I'm kind of convinced myself in in many ways that, yeah, they should be knowing about this from a younger age because maybe Mm. it might give that one kid that something bad is happening to the, the... the courage to say, well, well no. That's, that's it exactly. Um, in my case, in many schools I've worked in, um, obviously can't go into details, you, when you talk about things like that, sometimes a child can open up and disclose information, mm. like what we're saying, that maybe they, they have been exposed yeah. to. And, uh, and that's really important as well. But like, it just be something simple, like junior infants, for example, we'd say, um, now don't t- your your friend doesn't want you to touch them, so you're hurting their space bubble. So use small language like that. Yeah. But as they go on the years, it's more the, the language is a little bit more kind of you absolutely, know, and it becomes yeah. clearer. And, and yeah, because it, like, when you look at things, look at the the case there, um, Anna Creation. Look at all of those serious high-profile cases where these... Well, now, we don't want... Watching, and yeah, I want to be very careful, Linda, because we don't want yeah. to go talking about any specific cases. No. You know, there are... There are say, you know, the social media, YouTube, um, particular PlayStation games, those kind of cases all stemmed from children having access to things that they were watching. So if they don't know what they're watching isn't, isn't right or appropriate, then they'll just grow up. To these kind of like with these kind of issues, whereas if it's if it's instilled in them from an early age, well, at least know. at least there there's there they have had some level of education. I mean, education is is effective and non affected and non effective in certain cases and for certain people. But at least I suppose an effort has been made. Paul, have we turned you the other way? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it makes sense because I mean, when we grew up, the worst thing you were going to see was page three in the sun. Yeah. But now, unfortunately, it's far worse than that. Yeah, button, it's a lot worse. Absolutely, and it's a dark hole you're going down. Yeah, it's funny how I know we can't. You can't talk about any certain cases. No, and we're not going to. Any, no, but any a lot of these cases that we see or hear of, and we hear of lots of cases being of taken in the criminal courts and see, also in media reports. Yeah, some which a result in convictions, involved, some which don't. A, lo- a lot of it, though, involves the offender having access to this sort of material. 
Mm, I know, but I mean, I also think it has to be said, though, Paul, that, you know, uh, lots of people have lots of access to everything. It doesn't necessarily prompt them into criminality. um, But I suppose, you know, there is there is a point to be made in there somewhere. Uh, Paul, Linda Fran, thank you very much, Paul. I'm going to take that with a bit of pride that maybe we had a Niall Boylan show first and changed somebody's opinion. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.